You guys have heard me talk about the Meridian High School basketball program a few times on the show now. Last year, I brought on Coach Jeff Saner. I also brought on his son, Donovan Saner. I brought on Drayson Fisher. And today, we get to talk to their 6'11 post, who's a dominant force, a walking double-double. He's going to be telling us about the resurgence of the program, what it's been like to be part of it for the last four years, as well as his own career and what he's learned through the sport of basketball. You do not want to miss this episode of the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Boost! This is the Game Time Guru podcast, where I interview sports figures from all over the world to help deliver a panoramic view on sports. So whether you're a former athlete, one of the crazies, or simply a casual sports fan, this is the perfect show for you as we peel back the curtains and learn from our guests every single week. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and I'm helping you see sports through a different lens. What is going on, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I am your host, Shane Larson. Here on the show, we've been going four years strong, and every week we bring on a new guest to tell their story and share something that they've learned being in sports, something that sports has taught them, and we get to hear more about their journey. And today's no different. We're going to be bringing on an amazing guest who I'll get to in just a quick second. Got to give a major shout out to my guys over at 208 Printing, the title sponsor of the show, uh, supporting local here in Idaho in the Treasure Valley. Now, the show's reached 88 different countries. We've had over 60,000 downloads thanks to all the subscribers and listeners over the past four years. But got to give a shout out to my sponsors. It wouldn't be possible without them. 208 Printing. Make sure to go to madeby208.com. If anybody has jerseys, shirts, hats, whatever they want to do, if it's a business and you got vinyl that needs to be done, go to madeby208.com and they'll get you taken care of. They got your shirts, your jerseys, your everything. If you want to be a walking billboard, go do it. Also, got to give a major shout out to AJ over at EBC. Go follow his Instagram page. He was on my show a couple of months ago. I want to make sure that everybody understands that you got to go follow him because today we're bringing on a high school athlete. And AJ is awesome at covering the high school athletes. So I want to give a shout out to him as well. I'll put the title or I'll put the tag here in the description so y'all can go follow. Like I said, we got an amazing guest on the show. He's a guy who's uh, representing number 22 over at Meridian High School. That was my number. So it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, he's a 6'11", what we would call a stretch four or five. Uh, the guy is super, super talented. He's a walking double-double. His name's Brody Robery. Brody, thanks so much for uh, joining the show, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely, brother. So, okay. It's funny. Right before we started actually recording this, um, I had texted Brody a picture of a tournament that we had both played in, obviously not against each other, but uh, we played in the Bam Jam tournament. Now, shout out to Bam Jam. I've had Vince Hordeman on the show talking about Bam Jam 3-on-3 basketball. Go check them out. But Bam Jam's a local 3-on-3 basketball tournament here in Idaho. Um, it's pretty large. You know, It's not to the size of Hoop Fest, but it is a pretty large tournament here in the Northwest. And a couple of years ago, we were in the spring tournament and Brody, um, I remember seeing Brody at this tournament. I didn't realize who he was or anything, but I remember seeing him around in various tournaments, but they always won. Like Brody was a winner. He's been winning forever. Right. So Brody, we got to hear this. So I, I, I've, I was introduced to you just by seeing you in random tournaments here and there, like what, five, six years ago. But how long have you been playing the sport of basketball for? Um, and how long have you been basically just dominating the sport? Uh, I've been playing since I can remember. I started playing like Y ball, just like everyone else. And then I, uh, moved into club basketball in third grade for Boise slam. And I've had a lot of success playing club and just bam jam and whatever, whatever I played, I had success. Cause I had 
we had uh, the best players on my team so in the state. So we were always very good and competed everywhere we went. So That's crazy. So you were surrounded by winners, too. I mean, that's it, iron sharpens iron, essentially, in this case. Um, and one thing I wanted to touch base on, too, like – even when you were younger, you seem to be a little bit taller than everybody. And this is what happens is typically when you're taller, usually there's like a catch up spot where people start to catch up to you. Now you just kept growing, man. You're at six yeah. eleven. Do, do you have that in the genetics in, in your family? Did you have family members that played basketball that were tall? Like, or are you the tallest? Like what's going on there, man? Well, I'm the tallest. So my dad's only six, three, so he's not like super tall. And my mom's five eleven, So she's tall for a girl, but like, there's no one that's like even near me. My, dad's side um he had like uncles that are like six five but and my dad's uncle played at meridian too or my my dad's brother played at meridian so ah runs in the family the meridian stuff right it's in the bloodline yep. i like that okay so you are the tall i mean it's crazy it's, to see your, your growth just continue because i've seen a lot of younger kids that they're tall and they're you know whatever but then eventually like growth spurts happen for others and they get you know people catch up you just kept going and you're you're a dominant force at the high school level. I mean, one of the things I really respect about your game, Brody, is the fact that you're you're able to do basically everything. You can shoot the ball. Like you got really good touch outside. Like you shoot the three. I, if I'm not mistaken, you shot in the 40 or 50. Like you were really high percentile last year. If I'm not mistaken, I swear it was uh in the 40 percentile range. I could be wrong, but I thought that you were shooting. Let's see. I can pull it up right here. 45% from the three-point line. Um in 2019, 2020, which is ridiculous. Uh, but you're also just a dominant force by the basket. Now, talk to us about your game a little bit. Did you, which came first? Were you always a shooter outside or were you always the inside player? And which one came after that? Like, did you have to work on your three, like your outside shooting later? Or did you have to work on your inside game later? Oh, uh, it's actually pretty funny. So um, I was mainly just like your usual five inside post up whatever. And then third grade, I got to club ball. Like I could shoot, but I wasn't that great of a shooter. And then I got to club ball and then we started running like five out with my coach or it was like fifth grade because uh, Mike Chatterton became our coach in fifth grade. And my mom was like, yo, what are you doing at the three point line? And I was like, well, this is the office we're running. And then that's like when I really like expanded my game and become more of a threat from the outside. So Ah, okay. I see. So that's the cool thing about you though, man. You're a worker. Cause if we're going to compare stuff to like, let's, let's compare some of the, the professional athletes, for example, right, Brody, we, we've got people like Dwight Howard. He was a center. He's still a center in the NBA. And I, I loved his game, but he never, he, he never evolved with the game. The game required you to be an outside force to some capacity because the game of basketball has evolved. And a lot of these fives need to be able to have some sort of a jump shot. Dwight Howard never developed that. And that's why you kind of saw him kind of, you know, just kind of dwindle down a little bit. I mean, he's still, you know, somewhat of a defensive force. He's he's got some of that. But here's another guy that I'll compare it to, Blake Griffin. Uh, Blake Griffin was always around the basket. He couldn't shoot outside of 10 feet from the basket, especially like his first couple of years in the league. That was one of his biggest things. Everybody would lay off of him because they knew he was going to drive, and that's the only thing he could do was drive. But then he started developing a jump shot, and he started extending his game to where he could actually shoot threes. And that's why Blake Griffin is still relevant in the NBA because he's developed that outside game. So – I always called Blake Griffin a worker. He worked. He worked on developing his game and evolving, sort of like yourself, but you did it at a younger age. You understood, like, okay. And you didn't lose that that uh, dominant force down low. I mean, when I see you play, just the other day, I was able to catch the game against Mountain View. Just 
you're able to finish with both hands around the basket. Um, you're comfortable around the basket and you're comfortable outside. It's like you're comfortable and, and you, you don't feel like it's awkward. Um, and another thing I like about you, man, is your intensity and your energy. Talk about that. Cause I'll be honest from the outside looking in, I, I had to ask AJ as I was sitting there, I was like, is, is Brody one of the, like, does he get loud or does he just stay pretty quiet? Cause oh no, he can get pretty passionate. Talk to us about that. Like your energy and your excitement for the game. Yeah. I'm usually like a quiet person. Like if you just talk to me on like a normal day, but when I get on the court, I like to bring a lot of energy to help uplift my teammates and uplift our play, which I think energy is a big part of the game. Uh, if you have good energy, I feel like you have a better shot at winning and you're going to play better. So that's one thing I like to do. Thanks yeah, dude, I dig that. That's a leadership quality that you have. I noticed that um, your team, let's talk about you guys this season. I mean, last year was awesome, right? Uh, Meridian kind of just took that. It finally, it was building, 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 and you guys hit it. Uh, good stride last year. Uh, made it to the state tournament for the first time in, since 2006. And it was awesome watching you guys succeed. And then this year, you're kind of building off of that. One of the things I noticed about you guys the other day, in, a, in an unprecedented season where we don't have – we have limited fans in the stands, but at first you couldn't have anybody in the stands. Like, it's just – it's a weird year. Energy. You just talked about it. You got to bring the energy. I noticed that your, your guys' bench, even everybody – everyone they're talking they're cheering they're clapping even on the floor you're talking you're getting loud on defense you're making sure everybody knows their assignments talk to us about that it's like a brotherhood that you guys have at meridian that some of the teams i've seen you play don't necessarily have that same energy have you guys been working on that like what what tell us about the brotherhood aspect of your guys's program your team right now uh it doesn't matter if you're on the floor or not you're just locked into the game everyone's super invested into the team and they want to bring whatever they – if they're on the bench, they bring energy for their brothers. If they're on the floor, they play well for their brothers. It's, we just do it for each other. For sure, dude. And, and that's so – it's so crazy because, like, everyone's sitting in, like, social distance right now, like six feet away from each other. And you see it so often. It's very hard to stay engaged in the game and stuff. But you guys have brought the energy. You guys are on the bench, and you're still getting loud. You're jumping up. You're You're doing your thing to keep the energy coming. That's like the first team I've seen in the state so far this season. That's like that involved. And that there's a reason you guys are um, seeing the success that you have. I want to talk to you about this. You've been part of the varsity program for a while now, right? In at Meridian. And you've been part of this, this culture buildup uh, to where you guys are now a dominant force. What has it been like being part of the growth of Meridian? You know, you've been in the thick of things. You've seen some of the downsides, but you've, you've been part of the growth of it. Talk to us about that. And, uh, you know, what it's been like being a player and a dominant player for that matter in this whole entire rise. Yeah. So I started out on varsity as a freshman and we were like, we had the talent, but we just couldn't put it together. And then gradually, like everyone just started coming. Like it was just a huge, like mentality change for everyone. Like some of those guys just, they weren't, they weren't winners is what I could say because I don't like it, it just had to it was all up here. They had to change their mentality. And then once we started to change that is when we started uh, getting a lot better. And then when Coach Sainer came in, because the coach before was Mike Chatterton, then Sainer came in my freshman year. And that's when everything really just started to change. It's a winning mentality. So so about that, let's dive a little deeper into that. It's a mentality. You just kind of mentioned that. Um, 
what changed mentally for you guys when Sainer came in to the program? When you talk about mentality, is it just that the expectations were different amongst the players? Like what, what changed mentally from, cause I've been part of programs where they're just used to losing. So they don't actually expect to win. Is that something that changed? Did your expectations change to where you actually, you're actually surprised if you lose now? Like what changed exactly? Yeah. Uh, when coach Sainer came in, he had, big expectations of us and held, hold us accountable to those every single day. So I think that really helped a lot. And just changing our mindset because Meridian as a program hasn't been good for a long time. We've had five win seasons. We've been bad. And so just flipping the switch and saying, like, people come into Meridian and say, all right, we're going to win tonight no matter what. Like, it's a free win. So you just have to flip the switch and say, all right, now we're going to be the dominant team and we're going to compete with the top level teams, do our thing. So I dig that. I That's the crazy thing is sometimes it's just the flip of a switch. I think what you just mentioned was perfect. Uh, from what I've seen with Meridian, you've had the talent for a couple of years, probably since you were a freshman, you've had the talent there. There's talented basketball players. A lot of other schools, especially here in the Valley, get the hype for you know their record and this and that but you guys had the talent sometimes it's just a got to flip the switch of like no we can compete with these guys and not only can we, can we compete with these guys we can beat these guys we can beat anybody out here as long as we're a well-oiled machine and you guys have started to just click 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 on all cylinders and it's it's showing going into this season brody it's a weird year um a really weird year and even at the end of last year i mean luckily y'all got to play a normal season last year and finish up the state tournament the right way as, as fans everywhere. But then shortly thereafter, things started changing uh, in the world due to the, to the global pandemic going into the season. There wasn't a lot of uh, clarity, so to speak. We didn't know if there was going to be a season. There was changes here and there. We couldn't tell what was going to happen. Club ball was allowed, but then school ball was getting kind of like put on the back burner. There's a lot of discussions going around uh, here in Idaho for high school athletics and across the country as a whole. Talk to us about that. How did you guys prepare mentally to say, Hey, like we don't, you didn't even know there was going to be a season. So talk to us about this off season. Were you guys upset? Like knowing that, that, that you guys could like, this was going to be a year where you guys could keep that momentum rolling. Were you guys upset? Were you nervous, anxious? And then what are your feelings now that there is a season to some capacity? Um, We didn't really talk a lot about it, but we just kind of just kept our head down and kept grinding. Um, no matter what, we just kept working hard. So whether there was a season or not. And I figured that there was going to be a way that we were going to play whether high school got shut down and there's still club tournaments. So I want, I want to talk about the club tournaments too. Um, that's another, that's another topic. It's awesome. Like club ball is huge around here. And a lot of you guys play on the same club team these days. Like back in the day, it used to be everybody was mixed and stuff, but now it seems like there's like a, this shift where a lot of the high school teams are playing on the same club teams, which is helping them get some unity. Um, talk to us about those club tournaments and the, the club teams that you play on and the differences between club ball and high school ball. Uh, so I play on ML20. So on basically on the Meridian team, there's like two club teams that everyone plays for it's other either ml20 or idaho premier with colin and i think clubs a really good opportunity um two years ago we played my team got invited to play on the adidas gauntlet so we went to la 
Dallas and Alabama for their Adidas qualifier tournaments. And that was really good exposure played at big, like convention centers and stuff. And I just feel like AU is a really good opportunity to get in front of coaches and show what you can do. Totally. I, uh, I'm a huge proponent of, of club basketball. If it's ran correctly, uh, club wasn't that big when I was in, in high school, there was only two club teams in the Valley. One was Boise flight and the other was Idaho select. And that was kind of the only circuits that you had. And now it's like, there's a club team everywhere, but it's cool because if you get the right system and you get the right, you know, people, you can get invited to the right places and get the exposure that you deserve. Who's the best basketball player you've ever played against then, whether that be here in Idaho or on the club circuit where you're, you're traveling to these big tournaments. Ooh. Mm. I would say Paulo. He's from Seattle and he's going to Duke. So we played him in like fifth or sixth grade. So. Hey, okay. Okay. Crazy. Oh yeah. man. Now talk to us about your practices, Brody. We're, we're, we're going to look at the practices over at Meridian. You don't have to give us details. That's, that's your guys' thing, but how do the practices go? Are they pretty intense? Do you guys push each other? Um, and who would you say, well, I mean, you guys are all pretty well, you know, tight unit, but uh, as far as like, who are you the closest to on your team? So one, how are the practices? How intense how are intense they? Are and then two, who is the person on the team that you're probably the closest to as a teammate? Uh, practices are good. They're um, really intense. Lots of defense, lots of talking. Um, we like to compete against each other, make each other better. Our little motto is, your your best competition should be in practice. So we want to push each other so that game time comes. Uh, you've already seen level above that. So, and then uh, who am I closest to on the team? Brendan and Joe for sure because they're uh, on my club team. So and we hang out all the time. So that's cool. That's cool. You guys get to play ball outside of high school, right? You're playing ball together throughout the year, and then you know, obviously, you got the friendships too. It's typically how it is. You know, you got. Yeah, obviously everyone's good together when you're you're playing, but you got you know friends that you chill with outside of that as well. So that's that's super cool, man. So let's talk about the the season so far. Um, it's weird. Some some games get shifted around, but right now you guys are rolling. Uh, how do you guys feel so far, and how do you feel about your own performance thus far in the season? Oh, uh, we feel good. I feel good. I feel like we haven't played our best. We played really good against Eagle, but the other games we haven't played our best. So that's good because we can get better and keep pushing ourselves to get to where we want to be uh, in March. So totally, man. So one of the things I, I noticed the other day is like, yeah, I, I, I mean, you guys had like a quarter and a half, two quarters of just solid basketball against Mountain View. Right. Um, and there were some lackadaisical moments here and there, and you still were rolling. And that's what I think is so cool is you guys have so much room for growth still so if you can put together a full four quarters i don't see anybody being able to compete i mean your tenacity on defense um it's unbelievable as as the team defense that you guys have is just unreal the help side defense and you know obviously you right by the basket if somebody does happen to get past the defender and they're driving in they've got somebody else they got a tower they got to get over it's unbelievable that you guys even with a half of a game of just like really good basketball. You still had a half that could have, you know, you could have you a little sloppy here and there, little mishaps that you can just clean up. Oh my gosh, dude. And you still won by double digits. That is the crazy thing about how talented you guys are. Um, how do you guys focus on, you know, not getting, cause everybody's got Meridian as one of the top dogs in the state, if not the top dog in the state, 
How do you guys block out that noise and focus only on the the step ahead of you? Oh, so we know we got a target on our back. So we just have to come prepared into every game and play as hard as we can and as best we can. Um, blocking out the noise. Um, Coach Sainer has us locked in, and we're like a very motivated, locked in group. We're never satisfied. You can, like, we're not the type that's, oh, we beat Rocky Mountain. Like, we're super, like, we were excited, but like, job's not done. So there's nothing to be super excited for yet. So I like that. Just like Kobe Bryant said, job's not finished. Job finished. <laughs> so, yeah. Job's not finished. You, I, I like that, Brody. Talk to us about yourself, man. You're a leader. Yeah, a leader on the team. What is your best leadership quality? You mentioned energy earlier, but tell us about that. How do you lead your team? Is it by example? What are some of the specifics as a leader so that these other athletes that might be listening and other coaches, for that matter, can hear it and take your example? Yeah, I think I definitely lead by example. And I, I would say that I have a pretty high IQ. So I like to, like, talk to my teammates and like see what they could have done better and just try to make them better and everyone around us better. So outside of basketball, what are some of your favorite hobbies? What do you do? Is it, are you a gamer? Do you just, what, what do you do outside of basketball, Brody? Uh, you know, I play some video games, 2k Madden, stuff like that. Uh, I like to go camping, uh, boating, stuff like that. Some outdoor stuff. Solid. Okay. I got you. Uh, the gaming dude 2k and man those sounds like those sound like my games i'm not a huge gamer the only games i do play are like madden fifa and 2k if i do play games anymore so that's funny to hear that number 22 like i said earlier that's that was my number it was a special number to me was there anything special about that number or is that just the number you've always been wearing or is that just the number that was available to you when you got there and you just stuck with it like is there anything around that number for you that's special um not, I mean, my mom wore 11 and my dad wore 44. So it's kind of like a 11 plus 11 is 22 and 22 is half of 44. So I kind of just went in the middle. Hey, I like that. Plus the double number. Okay. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. What are your expectations after high school? Are you planning on continuing to play? Like what, what do we want to like see from Brody Robbery? What do we expect to see from Brody? in five years from now or just even next season? Like, what are, your, what are your plans after high school? Oh, yeah, I definitely want to keep playing. Uh, it's been hard uh, because all NCAA athletes got an extra year of eligibility. So the need for the 2021 class is not very high. So I've been talking to a couple of schools, and then I've been looking into some prep schools in, like, the Midwest for a year, and then hopefully go play Division One somewhere. Totally. It's going to be a weird year for a lot of a lot of athletes that come into next season. That's for all sports and everything. It's weird for recruiting. It's weird for everyone. Uh, scholarship offers everything. It's going to be odd, but uh, it's not. I mean, you guys have already dealt with an unprecedented season this year. Next year is going to be a different way of doing that. So going into the next level, right? The next level of, of basketball. Obviously, every level of basketball gets tougher and tougher. You're going to be playing against better athletes, uh, better skill sets. What is the biggest part of your game that you can improve on that you plan to put in work in the offseason on? Uh, definitely just getting quicker, lateral quickness, incre increasing my vertical, just mainly that stuff like that, and then just always adding more tools to my post game. I feel cool. like. 
who's who's a player that you look up to like have you ever like kind of tried to style your game after anybody is there a professional player a high school player you've looked up to i don't know who's who's one of your favorite players that you've looked up to oh uh, well my favorite player is lebron but obviously i don't play like lebron not many people do so uh one player i like to like like to watch in the nba is joe kitch big guard a big guard that you know what that is perfect because that, that is like the perfect comparison too because he's got the skill set from wherever he's at he's got the vision he's just got the overall iq of the game that's a perfect comparison holy cow so Jokic is a good guy to model your game after if you're if you're a big guy like yourself big guard smooth just get get the job done on all all on all sides of the floor uh whether it be near the basket three-point line and on defense and assisting and everything that's awesome man <laughs> and I'm also a LeBron fan too. I get a lot of hate for it. I'm a massive LeBron fan. And I would argue that you do have some stats like LeBron though. You're a walking double-double, man. So it's it's crazy. Oh man. So who's your biggest inspiration in your life? Uh definitely my dad, I think. Um he's always there for me. Um in whatever I do, he supports it. He's always there to help me. I remember like back when I was a kid, uh if I was like struggling with my jump shot. I have a hoop in my garage, so we'd go out there, we'd get shots up, and he would fix up my shot. So he's always been there for me. So that's awesome, man. That's cool. Been there for you. Good dad, helping you improve. Have you ever played any other sports, Brody, besides basketball, or has this been your main focus your entire life? Uh, I played fo- flag football when I was little, and then you shifted over to basketball. Like yeah, in the younger like, age. Okay. Yeah, fifth grade, I stopped playing football. Okay, I got you. So basketball's been your main focus going forward. Man, that's this is cool. It's cool to hear hear what you got going on, man. Um let's hear this. So your favorite part of the sport, like what's the biggest thing that basketball has taught you? That's the better way to phrase that question. What is the biggest lesson you've learned through the sport of basketball since you have been playing it for so long? Um the working hard is going to pay off eventually so i've always been a hard worker and i will continue to be because i truly believe that your hard work is going to pay off whether it's right now or down the road a little bit so i dig that man consistent hard work if you just keep putting it in putting it in you have faith in the process obviously it it does help pay off and you guys are seeing that on the court but that's a life lesson that you can take and business and whatever else, whether it be academics, business, whatever, um, hard work, you got to keep going consistent, hard work, but it will pay off eventually. So don't, don't forget that. Like, right. So like, that's one thing I love about sports Brody is that I always tell people athletes are not just dumb jocks. I hate that, that phrase. They learn a lot through sports. Sports can teach you a lot of things, how to persevere, how to continue to grow, how to work hard and, and, and trust in one another teamwork and everything of that nature. Man, it's uh, it's always fun. It's always fun talking to people that are in the thick of things like yourself. So I appreciate you joining us. I I, I just want to ask one more question. I'm trying to see how I could phrase it too. Just kind of like getting to know you a little bit better. <sighs> I'm trying to see. I don't want to jinx anything for the rest of the season, so I'm not going to ask. Uh, okay, I'm just going to give you the floor. Is there anything that you want us to know about Brody Robury or the Meridian High School basketball program? I'm just going to leave it that way so I don't jinx nothing. Um... Uh, if there's fans, definitely come out and watch. Uh, we're a pretty fun group to watch. Very talented. So hopefully there's fans by March for the state tournament, but I don't know. So 
Yeah, so that that's a good thing. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to tell everybody right now. I mean, if you can come to the stands, great. If you're a family member, whatever, come come and watch. That's because they need that there. Granted, it was extremely awkward. I'm not going to lie. When I was there on the other night for Mountain View, like it was like even though there were fans in there, it was like a, you could hear a pencil drop. I was like, what yeah. is going on here? Like, get loud if you're in the stand. But uh, that's my own opinion. I'm like, guys, come on. If you're allowed to be in here, talk. I couldn't even talk to the guy right next to me. I couldn't even talk to AJ because if I was talking, Everyone everybody could hear, hear me. Yeah. I was like, okay. Um, but the games are typically streamed. There's there's ways of c- catching these the 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 games. Um, like AJ is doing. Um, he's working with I think Mike to do the Warrior Network, and they're trying to stream the games at home. But there's also the NFHS Network. Um, make sure to check these out. If there is a stream of the game, show some support for the schools. Watch Brody. Watch the watch the Warrior program as they are playing, you want to get to see these guys. And we actually have technology that will at least allow us to see the games, whether it be Facebook live streams, whether it's on the NFHS network, whatever it is, if they are playing and they have the ability to stream it, you guys should catch it. Um, I'm telling you guys right now, they're a force to be reckoned with. And I'm looking forward to March to seeing what happens um, when you guys get to the state tournament. Uh, Cause it's going to happen. You guys are doing great. Uh, keep the momentum rolling and Brody, I just appreciate you joining the show and let me just get to know you a little bit better. So thanks for joining the game time guru podcast, brother. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. For all the listeners out there, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Share this with your friends and family. Anybody who's a friend of Brody or knows anybody on the team, share this, get to get to know Brody a little bit better get to know more about the warriors, hit the subscribe button, leave me a review on Apple if you can, but uh, we'll be coming to you guys every single Friday with a new interview and we appreciate you guys. Take care. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.